0: Welcome to Figs and Familia, a podcast that shares stories of the Italian-American experience. My name is Tanya Russo Hamilton, and today we are continuing our series in which we are delving into the story of Antonio Russo and his journey from Naples, Italy as a young boy in 1951. In this episode, we will hear Chapter 10 from his book, Wrestling with the Devil, a story of sacrifice, survival, and triumph from the hills of Naples to the Hall of Fame. At this point in the story, Tony is 14 years old, and he had just been reunited with his biological family in Brooklyn, New York. By now, he had gotten a taste of life in Portland, Oregon, and to him it was similar to his life in Italy, and he had also formed a strong bond with the family who had taken care of him during the time he was separated from his biological family. His uncle Tony, Aunt Gladys, and baby cousin Joey. Upon reuniting with his family, Tony had a mission to convince them to move to Portland and he did accomplish this mission and he started to wonder if he had gotten more than he bargained for when he found himself leading a caravan with his dad and uncle across the country. This chapter is appropriately titled The Train Ride. So, with a suitcase in hand filled with provolone cheese, bread, and wine, Tony makes yet another trip across the country.
1: Wrestling with the Devil, the train ride. The day of our departure arrived. We headed off toward 42nd Street to board the train at Grand Central Terminal. Both families were in tow and everyone was nervous about what was going to transpire. I was the only one of the three of us who spoke English, so it would be my sole responsibility to organize the trip. We were traveling lightly, knowing that the trip to Oregon was just a trial, each of us carrying a single suitcase and one extra case for the wine and food. The week prior, I had worried that the trip would be long and that we would need food and extra money. Aunt Lucia and my mother got busy baking bread for our journey. They filled an old suitcase from Italy with their homemade bread, provolone cheese, salami, and, of course, my father's treasured red wine. I was, no, I was nervous about how Uncle Tony felt about Uncle Felicia coming with us. I knew my parents had talked to him about it, but they didn't t- tell me what he had said. I just had an idea that Uncle Tony wasn't completely open to it by their facial expressions and murmured discussions. The station master prepared our tickets and booked us from New York to Portland with only one exchange in Chicago. After he had explained all the details to me, I translated them to my dad and my uncle. It was time to board and both families were troubled. Nobody knew what the outcome of our trip would be and nerves were getting the best of everyone. After the conversation seemed to calm down, both my mother and Aunt Lucia began to give me instructions. My mom told me to look out of for my dad and uncle and to keep an eye on all of our things, especially Isoldi, the money. I shook my head and told them not to worry. No vi op- op- preoccupato, I said trying to sound convincing as we began to board. The tears were coming again. My brother and sister were holding on to my arms, and it sent goosebumps up and down my spine as I realized their anguish. I hadn't thought about it until now, and I knelt down to hug them both and said in Italian, don't worry, we will live together as a family again. I stood aboard the train, and my mother's voice rose into a scream in unison with my aunt. Arrivederci, state bene, vi vogliamo bene, goodbye, good wishes, and love all around. Their voices faded as we entered the passenger car, and I immediately heard the wheels start chugging along. My family again disappeared out of sight, and I hadn't realized until that moment the burden of responsibility bestowed upon me. I started to question what I had gotten my father into. I also realized that back at the train station, both families were frightened and had no idea what lay ahead for us. From New York to Chicago, things were rather well. Our food case was accessible and my dad's wine just was placed within reach under the seat. We sat still and did not move around much. My father and uncle kept asking me questions. Dove siamo? Quando arriviamo? Duta bene. They wanted to know when and where and we were going to get there and if everything was okay. All of these questions so early into the trip made me nervous. All I could think of saying was tutto bene, everything's fine. As we approached the train station in Chicago, I began to worry about our transfer. I knew I had to do some reading to find out what the, the new boarding area was. Men wearing button-down jackets and round hats with shiny black bills, worked behind a large counter enclosed with glass windows. We made our way up to one of the open windows. The station master in New York had told me, you're paid in full, show your tickets in Chicago, and then board the train from Chicago to Portland. As we approached the window, the man behind the counter eyeballed the three of us up and down and immediately began looking around nervously as if to see if anyone was watching. He looked at my dad and uncle in a peculiar way and then asked me, where are you headed? Do you speak English? I hadn't. I handed him our tickets. Yes, I do, but my dad and my uncle don't. We are headed to Portland, I added. Again, he started looking around nervously, and I knew I had just made a terrible mistake. He looked at our tickets, leaned down at his elbows, and looked me straight in the face. You owe a- another $40 to get to Portland, he st- stated. I took a deep breath. The man in New York said we were paid in full, I stammered. Well, son, he made a mistake. You owe 40 bucks to wit." To switch trains, I knew he was cheating us and I felt my face flush and tears began to sting my eyes. My dad and uncle realized there was something wrong. What is your problema? My dad asked. What was the problem? His face turned red and tightened with anger as I explained. We needed to pay another $40 to switch trains. I was worried because I knew my father was capable of reaching through the window and squeezing the life out of that oily f- fraud- fraudler and r- right now that was the last thing I wanted to see. My father was reserve- a reserved man, but I th- if there were a-, a reason for him to be otherwise, as was the case now, anything could happen. Even- If an altercation occurred here, we could end up in serious trouble. Trying to reason with my father, I told him, let's just pay the man so we could be on our way. We were trapped at this point, and all I knew was that we needed to get on the train to Portland. Reluctantly, my dad asked my uncle about the money. Lardro, he said to my uncle in disgust, this man is a thief. Then he asked him where he, the money was. Dove son My uncle handed him what was left of our extra cash. I felt sick knowing it was all we had. My father held on to it for a minute and sensing he, his hesitation, I pleaded with him. Papa, por favore, pagalo, pagalo, please just pay the man. He handed over the money, and the man placed a stamp on each of our tickets, then pointed in the direction we should go. Not wasting any time, we grabbed our belongings and headed toward the turnstiles. I showed one of the station masters our tickets, and he escorted us to the train we would be getting on. Union Pacific Railroad line to Portland, Oregon, direct. No more exchanges, I sighed in relief. After we found our seats this time, I knew we were here for the duration. We placed the food case under the seat, and once again, the wheels started rolling forward. Finally, we were off. We did get up to use the bathroom, but. That was the, fu- the furthest any of us would stray from our seats. I quickly realized this was it was going to make it a long, tedious trip, standing up to stretch our legs and my father and uncles partaking in their wine, helping a bit, but mostly we were grumpy and delirious, tired. Every time we got out, the salami and the provolone or the bread, my dad and uncle took long hard swigs of their red wine. After a couple of days of being glued to the same seats, as we moved along the tracks, their restlessness increased. Pointing out the window, I told them to enjoy the beautiful scenery. Mamma mia, quando grano, I said, urging them to look out all, all the corn. Oh, they crawled back at me, and I realized I was complete, a complete failure at my attempt to impress them. I knew we were somewhere in the Midwest because there was corn and wheat fields as far as the eye could see, miles and miles of flat land. During a particular long stretch of boring terrain, one of the, one of the porters making his rounds spotted my dad drinking from the wine jug his eyes got big and he pointed at it and then pointed under this under the seat to let my father know he should put it away my dad made a motion to the porter offering him a drink to which he vehemently shook his head (laughs) in refusal He walked in our direction and I was worried that we were going to be thrown off the train. When he reached our seats, he leaned toward and whispered in my ear that he, the wine needed to be kept out of sight. I told my dad in as stern a voice as I could dare use toward my own father, Nocondi il vino, hide the wine as the days were on my as the days wore on my dad and uncle started to wonder whether we would ever get to portland the question came on full force where is this portland when will we arrive in oregon i assured them it had already been four days on the train so we had to be there soon they were agitated and annoyed because going to going in, they had no idea how long a trip it really was. As the porter walked by from, walked by from time to time, he informed us of stops and states we were approaching. Finally, when word got, came that we were going, coming into Oregon, my dad and uncle lit up and got excited, and so did I. I started scanning the view for familiar scenery trees, rivers, mountains, Mount Hood, in particular. My dad and uncle looked out the window, and I kept saying, tutto è bello, assuring that everything was beautiful. They looked at me questioningly and then said, niente case, niente persone, non, niente qua. No horses, no houses, no people, nobody lives here. They were worried, but I kept reinforcing them that Oregon was beautiful, a place to live. Soon we would see many homes, many buildings, and a lot of people. The scenery started to look familiar. The Columbia River Gorge, the high cliffs and mountains, and Mount Multnomah Falls. My excitement was building as we edged closer to Portland. At times the train was so, was so close to the river I felt like I could reach out and touch it. I knew we would soon be in a more populated area. My father and uncle were regaining their strength, realizing we were approaching our final destination. Then there it was, the Willamette River. The, the Willamette River the Portland skyline and the Union Station clock tower staring right at me. Excitedly, without even thinking, I lunged out of my seat toward the window and yelled, Siamo arrivati, questa è Portland!" Both my dad and uncle flashed big smiles and huge looks of relief that our journey had, by train, had finally Come to an end.
0: Hi, everyone. We are talking again to Antonio Russo. We've been following his journey um, as a little boy from Naples, Italy to New York and then eventually Portland, Oregon um, by himself. Um, He just read to us chapter 10, which is titled The Train Ride in his book and he the train ride is the beginning of the move to portland welcome nino hi how are you
1: really good
0: good we want to talk to you about this chapter it's one of my favorites okay um you had just had to move back to new york And you had a mission. You were on a mission to get your family to move to Portland. Yes. And finally, your plan developed, and it was all going to happen. And then kind of a wrench got thrown in. Can you take it from there?
1: I can. Um, Well, what happened was, Tanya, uh, you know, I had convinced my dad that that perhaps a job in Oregon for him would be a lot more to his liking because of his skills, his, is, you know, his mechanical skills and all of that. Whereas in New York, he was pushing a wheelbarrow, you know, construction, hard labor. Right. Um, I mean, it was good. I worked with him that summer and I, I, you know, tried to put a bug in his ear about, what about thinking about moving to Oregon where Uncle Tony is that, uh, you know, his his um, uh, shop uh, might be hiring somebody or he knows some uh, people that are influential that might be able to get you a better job. So you're, you can use your skills, you know. Right. Uh, so that was my plan. I did that. And, his, you know, he kind of he kind of agreed with me. Uh, and the only thing we had to do was convince my mom. My okay. mom was, uh, you know, she was in uh, really uh, uh, comfortable where she was because she was working down the street. Everybody on the on the uh, block, uh, you know, in our neighborhood, spoke Italian. Her right. older sister lived in Brooklyn, uh, and so she was very comfortable. But she wasn't going to give in to us moving to Oregon. Right. What he did, you know, and I I had chatted with him uh, that maybe we can go take a look uh, and then uh, for sure. And if it's something that's, you know, a good uh, situation, uh, we might we might be able to, you know, then we'd be able to move everybody out here uh, having a good paying job. And then eventually my mom would be able to find a job here also. But, yeah, a big wrench was thrown into that plan, okay? Okay. And so what happened was I didn't know this. I knew that my, my aunt and uncle were coming over here. My mother's uh, younger sister, not the youngest, but her next youngest sister was um, her and her husband and her two, two children were coming to, a, to a America, you know? But right. I didn't know it was going to be that summer. The timing was so awful for me. I mean, not for them. That right. um, here they show up, uh, you know, in New York. And uh, I was I was excited. I was ready to, you know, my dad and I come out here to, to investigate uh, the job possibilities. Okay. But in the meantime, yeah. my Aunt Lucy... Uh, threw a big fit uh, to my mom. She came barging in and uh, she was just very unhappy. She was okay. because her and, and my mom were real close, you know. Uh, right. My, my aunt wasn't real close with Aunt Marie, the oldest sister, because okay. she hadn't had much relationship with her because she'd been here in America, you know.
0: Okay, right. So So
1: anyway... She came barging in, just just hollering and screaming. You're you're gonna leave me! I just got here with my family, and my mom said, "Whoa, no, that's not what we're gonna do." Uh, Tony and uh, his, you know, and Neil uh, are gonna go investigate for a job, and so right. she started in again, and she said, "What about my husband? You know, yeah, uh, he needs a job too, right?" Yeah. So One thing led to another. And she convinced my mom that he would be coming with us.
0: OK. So and you we,
1: you know, it was going to be the three of us. And I didn't know if my uncle Tony knew about the third party or not. Uh, but actually, right. I think he did find out. But, OK. Uh, anyway, the, it was going to be the three of us leaving New York on a train and uh, making it out here to Portland that that was the the
0: bottom line okay that was the bottom line but you were nervous because you knew Uncle Tony was expecting your dad but not necessarily an extra
1: yeah I, I was very nervous because the you know a third party and another job you know what I mean and the right, pressure exactly. when we got here would, would would be extremely hard because the uh their home wasn't that big. The house, you know, uh, us, you know, all of us. Oh,
0: right. Exactly. Yeah, so,
1: but in any case, uh, my aunt Lucy, she was adamant about her husband coming out here too. And she was not yeah. going to leave her sister, uh, you know, uh, let her sister go without her.
0: Exactly. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, which, she just you know, moved, I Yeah. I can
1: see them being alone there pretty much. And so yeah. although my my uncle Felich he had his sister live there you know,
0: I lived with her right? Yes, yeah, she's one of the people yeah, that you lived yeah. with right uh, in New Lucia, York when you De were your right. yeah right and right she was
1: there but she had many problems you know with uh, her children and her uh, ex-husband and that, all that stuff but anyway, right. in any case we got uh, you know we uh, <laughs> the three of us were we're gonna come out here right we filled the suitcase right. uh uh with the provolone cheese <laughs> salami and bread right. that was our right. food that we were going to have on the way over here and, right, uh, because... and the, the other suitcases it contained some belongings we didn't have much wear you know we just the minimal wardrobe you know what i mean
0: and right, but your carry-on the, had yeah, the, yeah, the carry-on, and the bread. baggage
1: car, you know,
0: bread but and the wine. Right. Yeah,
1: but the wine and the suitcase were going to be with us the whole time.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Weather, uh, so anyway,
1: we we jumped. We got the train. You know, it was tears. It was uh, again. I was leaving, but my mom yeah. did not really expect us to stay here. To be honest with you. Okay.
0: In her mind, it was just going to check it out. In her mind,
1: we were just going to check yeah. it out and probably not work out and we'd be right back, you know.
0: Right.
1: But right. In the meantime, right. we boarded the train and it was pand- <laughs> pandemonium, you know,
0: people wow. crying,
1: this and that. And uh, we wow. had very little money. And so, Yet again, yeah, the three of us got on and uh, here we go, you know. They spoke Italian. Yeah. I spoke some English pretty decent, yeah, I, pretty good English, you know, uh, and so, that was me. I was leading the, the, uh, you know, I was re- leading the caravan, to Portland.
0: Right. One of the things you mentioned. So I want to talk later about the English, yeah. um, that you spoke, but for now you were the only one who spoke pretty good English, yeah, yeah. but you, you mentioned that, you know, you had this whole plan and then it was happening And it hit you what a big deal it was, what a huge responsibility it actually was taking them across country. It
1: it, it was it hit me when we got on that moment. We got on that train, man. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, like, you know, what what did I get myself into here? You know, it's just going to be my dad and I and uh, we were going to talk things over, but it didn't happen that way, you know. Uh, my uncle yeah. was with us and it was, uh, I was uh, in my mind is what it was my uncle going to say when we get there, you know, and, right. and so I was really, really worried my, in, in my own mind that it may, it may blow up. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I find out later that my uncle and my uh, uncle Tony on my mom's side and uncle Felice, they didn't really get along the best. They weren't the best of oh, friends, no. you know?
0: Right. Well, on the other yeah. hand,
1: my dad and my uncle, Tony, got a, were really good friends. You know, they, they okay. understood each yeah. other. And so, yeah. uh, you know, in any case, then we got on the train and I started thinking about all this stuff. And I was trying to comfort them, you know, and, and telling them, hey, you know, we'll be okay. And from New York yeah. to Chicago, it was not bad. But okay. we got to Chicago because, you know, New York, <laughs> Chicago, a lot of buildings, a lot of people. Uh, nobody, right. you know, we didn't pay much attention. It's a short ride, pretty much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, got to Chicago and then it, we hit another wrench. And I Uh-oh. was really, really heartbroken because got to the window, uh, went to the window. Which track do we go? We have to switch trains, you know. Because the guy okay. in New York made a ticket from New York to Portland. Uh, and all we had right. to do was change a train in Chicago. Well, we got, okay. I got to the window and the guy looked at me and I was doing the talking. And the, my uncle and my dad were behind me, right? They couldn't speak right. English. He asked me if I spoke uh, English. I said, yes, so, you know, I do. But he realized that my, my dad and my uncle didn't, you know.
0: Okay. And here you are the yeah, kid. I'm kid uh, yeah. F-
1: 15, 14 years old, you know, and the yeah. guy looks at me and uh, he said, Hey, that's going to be another 40, 40, 40, 40, $5 or something like that. Oh
0: my goodness. And my, yeah. My
1: whole heart start, you know, I mean, stank. yeah. Just yeah. And I said, why well, are you kidding? I, I thought, you know, we, we had the ticket. No, he said the guy made a mistake and, and, uh, he, you know, it's, he didn't add up, right. You're, you're, you're supposed to pay, uh, you know, this much more. And so my transfer, dad knew what yeah. was going on. Uh-huh. I was talking to this guy, right. But my dad right. his own mind, he knew and he got he really, really, you know, swamped. how my dad didn't, he was calm, you know, calm guy so right. something really bothered him. And so yeah. I, I looked at him and he got all mad and he started swearing in Italian. At, at,
0: and oh, I said,
1: no. well, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to start a fight. I don't want to, you know, something happen and we don't yeah. get to go, you know. So I said, hey, we got to pay this guy 40 bucks or 45 bucks, whatever it is. And so they got their money together, which was, you know, I mean, we were pretty much broke. After that, wow. we were really yeah. broke. So anyway, yeah. we gave him the money, and my dad was still swearing up a storm. He wanted to choke the guy. Uh, oh, go back, no. I said. no, nah, you know it's not worth it. Let's get on the train and go it. on, you know, and which we did, right? You know, yeah. So anyway, we got through there with that suitcase. The guy at the gate opened it. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> One time. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the he wine opened it suitcase? He took the salami. He didn't take the provolone. No, said, you you're kidding. Me. Can't take meat. Oh. And then my dad got mad again, <laughs> <laughs> and he was going nuts, you know. So oh, I said, no. "I don't, I, you know, what do you mean?" He said, "No, you can't take meat, <laughs> cheese, uh, wine, okay, but no meat." He took the salami. <laughs> I think he he hoarded it oh, you yeah. know you know that oh, I'm right sure yeah. kept
0: it from took yeah. it home so yeah. anyway exactly. <laughs> so we got on
1: the train to Portland and that was it uh, no more tra- uh, no more oh no boy. more transfers yeah. no more nothing we just one straight ride across the country right
0: wow and so
1: <laughs> I'm going on and on here is that what you want me to do I don't
0: know Yeah no that's great so you get on the train and this is where um talking about the suitcase I think it's humorous the the porter on the train notices yeah. that cuz you guys weren't you didn't bring food you weren't going to eat on the train I no, mean it's like we a didn't
1: know anything. Train, Yeah right? we didn't know anything about dining cars or you know getting out at a stop somewhere yeah. we had no clue I didn't anyway right.
0: my no, yeah. my mom,
1: my dad and my uncle didn't so right anyway we uh got put the suitcase under the seat and the wine jug under the seat and uh we ate provolone and uh and bread uh every day <laughs> every morning and, right. and afternoon you know and uh, yeah. then they yeah. started drinking wine and they they didn't care what was going on then but uh, the porter <laughs> came by and he saw that, and right. uh, like I said, I, I you know he talked to me. He didn't talk to them. He looked at them, and he said, yeah. hey, you know, uh, you better tell them that that wine jug needs to stay under the seat." So I said, right. "Okay." And so my dad offered him a drink of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No." I'm sure he, he loved that. He no. shook his yeah. head. He didn't. <laughs> I think right. he wanted some, but uh, he could, you know, it was working. Yeah. Right? No, he's yeah, working. So,
0: anyway, uh-huh.
1: uh, that's what we did and we uh, uh, you know uh, it, it was it was crazy anyway. That's what uh, that was our food from from New York to Portland. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, goodness. So you basically told him, you know, in Italian, said hide yeah. the wine, yeah. put the wine yeah. away. Um, so at this point, though, your dad and your uncle are starting to think, what's going on here? Like, we don't see any buildings. Right. Where is this Portland place? How far is it? What's going on? So tell us about that. And then you tried to impress them with well, things. Well, you know, I knew
1: that they, they were uh, kind of... Uh... Uh, worried about what was going on you know they, they didn't quite yeah. know uh, how to take it all of a sudden we're in the midwest you know what are cornfields and and you know you see a lot of uh, uh, trees and cornfields and uh, uh, all kinds of land you know farmlands and stuff uh, you know right, everything right. I saw was uh, beautiful to me <laughs> and I, th- right. I told them, that's beautiful out there. Look out there, you know, and I was trying to <laughs> yeah. comfort them really. Cause I knew they were leery. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't see right. any people. And that's what they said. No people, uh, no, right. uh, no buildings. Well, you know, where, where yeah. are you taking us? You know? Uh, so I tried wow. to comfort them as much as I could. I said, don't worry. We'll be okay. And, and uh, i knew they were they were kind of skeptical and so that's the train ride you know all the way um, uh, almost well we got when we got to this you know the state of oregon right i recognized the, right. the the uh, terrain you know what i'm talking about
0: okay right uh, right the, uh, right.
1: the uh, columbia river gorge the the rock right. cliffs the mountains the trees the Columbia River, you know, a fish there, right? And so oh, I yeah. said, "This is beautiful country. This is uh, bella, you know." Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, uh, they didn't want to hear it too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they, you know, uh, they kept saying, so- no, "No, no, no gente, no build, no people," you know. I right,
0: said, well, right. No people. Yeah, but you, yeah. we were
1: almost to Portland. They would be there, you know, that kind of thing, right? That, so that's What right. I try to comfort them that way.
0: Wow, and so when you got, so what I think I read was that when you finally saw the buildings in yes. Portland, like the the clock tower, the is it the Union Tower, um, Union right. Station, right? The Union right? Station,
1: yes. I think yes. the clock is still um, there. I don't know.
0: I think yeah. it is still there. Yeah. um, Is when they finally realized that, that Portland was an actual place and they started to get excited, too. Yeah, you
1: know, uh, we uh, came in, you know, uh, over the Willamette River, the steel, you know, the railroad tracks going through that steel bridge area. And. Yeah. you see the white stag and uh, you you know and the wow. yeah. the buildings weren't, weren't as enormous as New York but we still had nice yeah. buildings you know portland was was really a beautiful yeah. uh, city and so um yeah. they their eyes kind of lit up a bit you know oh okay, okay. you know they yeah. uh, pretty nice you know um, uh, gente and uh, uh, you know they kind of started my my dad especially started to light up about it you know and so uh, yeah we we saw that the clock on the union station and uh and then i think they felt much better you know about about being here you know i don't know about living here yet but about being in portland because we'd been on the darn train for what three four almost (laughs) four days uh, and right. uh, I think they were really happy to be here. Uh, you yeah, know, living on know bread and But know what the future wine. was going to hold, right? Peace. So, Aunt right Tony was right. there with Aunt Gladys uh, picking us up at the at the station, you know, downtown wow. Portland.
0: So there, Yeah, there you are again at yep. the station, yeah, you know, again. meeting yep. people. That's just crazy. So, at this point, I, I was thinking... You know things are going to unfold in Portland in the next chapter, yeah. so I want to kind of wait and let that happen. But I would actually um, like to take this time to talk about um, your yeah. language. So I've wanted to bring this up, and I thought now was a good time um, because you're at this point now. So when you were born, you know, and raised in Italy, you spoke only Neapolitan, not Italian you know, Neapolitan, which was considered then a dialect, but it's now an official language. Um, And you came here, yes, right? And so then you're hit with English, but also you were telling me different different Italian dialects of people. So you were kind of bombarded by different languages. And then, you know, now you're at this point where you speak full English. And I just, it, it seems like such a you know, I don't know, um, trajectory. So interesting to go from that to now. And I'm just wondering if you can sort of tell us your experience. Uh, yeah, that. you
1: know, the only the only language I knew was the ne- Napolitan, you know. And so, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, in Brooklyn, they spoke Napolitan where my, you know, my relatives there. And they all spoke when okay. I hit New York as a young, you know, 10, 11 year old kid, they were, they spoke Napolitan. And, and, okay. and, you know, so that's the only language I knew. I didn't, you know, uh, yeah. but in the meantime, um, you know, meeting other people from other areas, like my aunt Marie, she was married to a Sicilian. And sometimes okay. I'd have trouble understanding his uh, dialect a little bit, you know, unless he spoke, and right. he, he calmed it way down and spoke, you know, slowly, I, I could pick it up,
0: right.
1: you know, um, years later, when I went wow. back to Italy with my team, I had a heck of a time up north. Their, their dialect yeah. was, you know, if, unless they, uh, and I had to tell them because I had to meet with those officials and stuff that, you know, if they right. speak slower, I can understand. I, I only know the Napolitan language. And so, you know, right. I tried to tell that and it was kind of crazy, but, you know, and my mom never changed. She spoke Napoli Donna everywhere. And so, you know, when <laughs> yep. we, uh, she, when we took her to the store as kids, uh, you know, she yelled at, you know how she was, she was very loud and uh, yes. everybody was turning yep. around and I we would uh, kind of crouch down embarrassed because we had to speak <laughs> to her <laughs> and... Not really done. right now I wish I hadn't done that you know who cares right right but in those days right. I exactly. kind of was in everybody looking you know what what's going on here uh but that's right. that's the whole deal but I picked up the English language pretty quickly uh you know um, yeah. through uh, through classmates through teachers through uh, you know counselors they all helped me you know uh, the only right, thing was right. the struggling with the reading and, the, and the, uh, uh, the other stuff that went along with it, you know, but in any right, case, yeah. that, was, that was it, you know, all we knew was the Napolitan and uh, right, and that's right. what we speak now, you know what I mean? Uh, if anybody talks yeah. in, a, in, not, in, in, a, in a different dialect, I have to really listen closely, you know right to understand
0: right. right well even your book um the italian is is close to um standard, yeah, standard italian, italian right that it's they not teach you in school yeah. the
1: english stuff uh, you know like you would hear with language right. you know uh type uh, learning but uh it's it's altogether different you know what i'm saying and, and yeah. another thing yeah when, when, <laughs> when you you know i tried to lie. my dad wrote letters sometime uh and we got letters from from home, from my grandmas or from italy uh you know uh-huh. reading in Napolitano. i could i could read it but when they started writing right. with the uh, uh, specific italian uh lingo you know what i mean like in the book uh-huh uh, i had to really cipher you know what i mean i had to really think that's about it really yeah.
0: interesting that yeah. it's so different but anyway um, yeah fascinating um, wow well i love those parts when you say them um, some of the words when you're reading i can tell that it's yeah a it, that's all i, know. Uh, I mean <laughs> yeah you get closer to, to that it, yeah and, it's and, uh, really cool not
1: on language you know but yeah yeah anyway exactly. um yeah
0: but okay. anyway, I forgot to tell um, you that my
1: uncle, oh. you, I forgot to oh, tell you uncle. that, yes. you know, every time I used to, he loved persimmons, right? And I have a couple of persimmon trees. You know that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, he yeah. always
1: asked me for persimmons. But every time I went, he invited us over for lunch or, or bring the persimmons, the figs, you know, I got figs. He would always remind right. me about that train ride. And you know what he <laughs> reminds me of? Oh, my goodness. About? What and he was stopped up for a whole <laughs> week eating provolone and bread, yeah. <laughs> oh, he, and my he goodness, would laugh like crazy! Oh. And I, <laughs> I laugh like this every time that's what he remembers oh. the most, you know. That he remembers the most. Oh, All my we goodness, had was provolone. bologna, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> and it was, <laughs> oh,
1: gee, I tell you,
0: that is so funny because. You know, that's one of the things like your plan. You wouldn't have thought about, oh, we'll be on the train for this right. many days. We'll I, need to eat. But, you you know, you had some food. Yeah, but I, mean, so I didn't, like, didn't to, like the boat ride. I didn't know about food. Uh, right. You know, I, right. I, right. I no, know exactly. About, you know, I mean,
1: I took a whiff of the cafeteria and I almost, you know, you know I had to run off, you know, <laughs> uh, right back down oh, into my wow, cabin. Yeah. I got sick. But uh, you know the, it, oh, the wow. food different. It was it was uh, an adjustment.
0: But yes, anyways. definitely, I can <laughs> imagine. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. That I love crazy. that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing chapter eleven, and then we will talk to you again about that and and yeah, get that some more insights. Good. Uh, this was great. Um, thank you. For, uh, yeah. Me. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk okay, to you bye. soon. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Figs and Familia. If you have a message or a question for myself or Tony, please go to our podcast homepage and leave us a voice message. We'd love to play your question on the air. Or you can email us at figsandfamilia at gmail.com. We'd also love it if you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Looking forward to next week. Thanks, everyone. Ciao.